So it was really difficult for me to integrate. I'm naturally quite a shy person. The only thing that makes me not shy is sports. Um, but then off the sports, unless I know you, it's a struggle. So the language barrier was massive for me. Uh-huh. So I used to go to training in the morning, then I'd come back, eat clean. What at the time there wasn't even com- like internet wasn't so exactly. big. So they started like planting the seed. Why don't you play? in America why don't you do university here why don't you and I'm like cool this has always been any basketball player's dream to play um, university basketball but um, my body doesn't really let me play at this point so when I came back I played basketball obviously and a few years later I had like a little injury I tore my meniscus it was nothing serious but it was right before national and for me national was like the holy grail it's like what, what you work for and three weeks later, I was playing. Elite. And it was one of the best uh, experiences, I think, in my basketball career. Um, I'm not sure what competition it was. They were all really good fun for me. Um, but we won gold and we hadn't won for a while and I won MVP. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I spent about three hours crying. <laughs> so I'm fine, but I feel terrible. <laughs> Jiena kelli reġisordwej, naħdem fuq it-televizjoni wanka fil-media soċjali. Passjoni kbira l-fitness u dakkollu li jistajjena biex inħossuna tajbin mentalment u fizikament. Dakkollu li nitallem, nirriċerka u nistaqsi, serin kunet nidiskutih ma' professjonisti u nizbe esperienzi li serjatuna odda li nistawnu zaw biex nejxu ħajjitna bl-aħjar mod possibli. Għan id-dew podcast iħor kif tafwet nintaqaw ma' professjonisti differenti dejja bint niskelmu fuq il-issaħa, issaħa mentali, issaħa fizika, professjonisti nisli jatjalmuna, coping skills ġodda wet niltaqaw koll ma' ftitħbi patleti illi nanammira ħafna tikonna dan l-casual shits fejn naf illi ħafna minn kohet jħadu pjaċir bihom u dejja mniħdu xaħġa minnum u vera etnuhu pjaċil ma' na inaqdet Kristina Grima illi jamarufa ħafna bħalla basketball player professjonali u kienet naħseb minn tal-ewwel professjonisti I'm not really sure who. But I, what, I, I think he might update him Females, possibly. Exactly. Uh, nutrition, health, or lifestyle. Yeah, CrossFit coach, personal trainer, fitness instructor. For Safari Tohara. Is the Marufa Hafna Pala Athletes Al CrossFit to organize a Savage League of Undatrichita Tripod Fitness. Athletes Al Namira Hafna, Kifinti. I'm very well, thank you. As usual, training. <laughs> training, exact. Hanibda bil bidu maderba kelli ixorti b'daytide li fuqa enti ek u vera affaxxinatni weċċi darba na bil-antervista fuqek. Fuq il-karriera tal-basketbol tijak, inti kontat li l-immeta kon zajra dijjem tilab bil-ballum. Kif vdid il-ħaġa? I don't know how it happened, but I was always obsessed with basketball, football, running, anything that was related to sports. In fact, my mom always, um, obviously, when you're young, your mom brings you with you to her friends, blah, blah, blah. And if there weren't kids around, she always jokes and tells me um, when we used to go and they'd be like, oh, my uh, kids aren't around. She'd be like, it's okay. Do you have a ball? And she'd give me a ball and I would just spend hours just in, by myself in the courtyard, wherever I was, 
playing with the ball. Practicing, practicing. And practicing whatever it was. I mm-hmm. was just always upside down and mm-hmm. um, always... Bin dayem, That's how I know myself. U bat dayt trainja, tilab ma teams Malta. U bat kif spitchajt tilab professionalment? So I actually started doing gymnastics and basketball when I was young. And then my father was like, you have to pick one. So I picked basketball. Um, and I am quite an obsessive character. I have quite an obsessive character. So practicing is like, was fun for me. So all I did was play, play, play. Obviously, you play with teams as you grow up. Um, I actually really wanted to play football when I was young. That was my sport that I wanted to do. But for some reason, my parents were always like, why don't you do basketball? And then mm-hmm. I just shifted to basketball and played basketball. Um, and growing up, I was always with different teams. Uh, I did a few, um, a few camps abroad where you go with like your team um, to Italy, to San Marino. A few coaches used to watch. And, um, and I, at, I think I was about 15 when I got asked to, mm-hmm. to go to, some, to the first one was Santa Marinella. Um, to go play with the team over there but I was a bit young at 15 and my parents were like go for the summer or go for a couple of months try it out um, but you're too young to go and live abroad at 15 so I didn't um, I came back but it was always like a dream um, and then I, um, first year sixth form um, I got another opportunity to go abroad um, this time to Rome to a team in Pomezia and and I remember begging my parents because obviously school is important Um, and I didn't speak Italian so I couldn't like just jump into an Italian school and my father was always pro like she'll be fine like let her go Um, my mom was always like a bit worried Um, and I went I, I spent about two years and a half abroad in Rome um I came down, did my levels in Malta, but uh, kind of self-studied, I guess. Were you um, happy there? No, I was miserable. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so in my head, I always had this... Uh, so number one, I didn't speak the language, and I was playing with a Serie A team, so they were all much older than me. I was the youngest, I was 16. Um, so it was really difficult for me to integrate. I'm naturally quite a shy person. The only thing that makes me not shy is sports. Um, but then off the sports, unless I know you, it's a struggle. So the language barrier was massive for me. Um, but I remember in my head thinking that this is what I had to do to be professional. I had to sacrifice. It's okay that I wasn't happy. I wasn't going to school, so there wasn't that uh, integration that you would kind of if you're at school. You know what I mean? You sit down with your classmates. Mm-hmm. There were no classmates. Mm-hmm. It was like me and my accounts book because I studied like accounts and marketing. And, and I had a couple of housemates, but they had like part-time um work so they'd be out and then they'd be training Uh so I used to go to training in the morning then I'd come back eat clean what at the time there wasn't even like internet wasn't so big so there wasn't much to do Uh, I had like I remember I bought a a tiny tv and I used to watch Titanic over and over (laughs) and over (laughs) Um, and and I, I remember sitting down with my my housemates with a dictionary, an Italian dictionary. I could not speak a word Mama. because I was shy. I didn't want to practice because the second you say something 
that's like a doesn't make sense everybody mm-hmm. laughs it's mm-hmm. just a natural reaction mm-hmm. which made me even more shy which made me not practice and I was like so upset I hated basketball at that point I used to just go and just say okay this is what I need to be professional and I spent like two years not not happy quite stubborn uh, I struggle with communication a little bit so it was tough to tell my parents in fact uh, I remember I had come down for Christmas and my sister I'm very close with my sister and she realized that something was off and she just kept asking me questions asking me questions after asking me questions and then I was like so upset like I started crying telling her I wasn't happy and then she actually told my parents and then I never went back so I imagine I came down for Christmas and then that's it like I did I left all my clothes I left everything I just didn't want anything to do with uh, with uh in that period you did um basketball so as a basketball player i'm not so sure because i'm sure i grew a bit obviously because i played with very good players um it was a super high level they were all older whatever um but obviously if you're not happy you're not going to play to your best you're not mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i'm not sure about the basketball it taught me a lot um in life uh, <laughs> because i was very young like uh-huh. i remember the second year we didn't even have a washing machine i was like like it was a mess but <laughs> it was a mess <laughs> uh-huh. um anyway So it taught me a lot, but it did more about communication, how important it is to kind of try and mm-hmm. try to speak if you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it taught me how to grow up a little bit That's more cool. because I was alone. Um, then I came back and I stopped basketball. <laughs> I didn't play for a year. I didn't want anything to do with basketball. Um, and then what happened? Then I went to America to do a... Oh no, sorry. Then I went to England to study. Okay. Because I always wanted to live abroad, but it was um but I wasn't happy in Italy. So probably the language was so hard for me when mm-hmm. I was young, when I because I was younger and shy. But then I went to England and as you do if you need to, to make friends for me it's like okay, sports. So I signed up to basketball and then like I obviously f- like found my friends whatever went to uni so there was that school element and whatever mm-hmm. um spent three years there I actually went to Sheffield because they had the best um basketball league so funnily enough I stopped but then like I was very interested <laughs> to start and start properly um anyway ended mm-hmm. up there for three years came back And on the last year of uni, I went to America to work for for a summer, like as an ex- like you go as a counselor, and you work for three months when mm-hmm. they when they ship their kids off the camp basically, exactly. and you live with the kids. And I was meant to be a gym instructor, so they had like um, a jet. They had the facilities were out of this world, lacrosse, tennis, basketball. It was like every sports person's dream. And um, I went to teach uh, gym, but I ended up playing basketball just Again. like having fun. And then they're like, forget it, you need to coach basketball. So I'm like, okay. So I started coaching basketball and a bit of gym and strength and conditioning, obviously. And 
then they got me obsessed. By the end of the summer, I was like waking up before the camp to train. Every second I had, I used to train as if I was like about to go, I don't know where. Um, um, and they, they, got, they started like planting the seed. Why don't you play in America? Why don't you do university here? Why don't you? And I'm like, cool, this has always been any basketball player's oh, dream cool. to play um, university basketball. Um, I ha they had lots of contacts. There was a scout of the NBA Clippers. He had contacts. I was trying to get me hooked up with uh, a uni in America. I actually spoke to a uni, but the issue was that because I played professionally, there was no way you could play because there are strict rules. So if you play NCAA basketball, you have three, you can get a scholarship for three years. Mm -hmm. But if you've played professional or semi-professional, I don't uh -huh. know if you can call uh -huh. it professional, then you can't, um, you're not eligible if you went to, um, you're only eligible for one year, so you can't get through. Anyway. So then I remember coming back and being devastated, heartbroken. Because like, I, uh -huh. I was like, this is perfect. Like America, wow. And how old the land you? It's an idol. So this was last year, uni. Um, but I, after Italy, I spent one year just studying. And then I, so I was about 20, I don't know what, when I'm really bad at this, like 22, mm -hmm. 23, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then no then I said okay I'm gonna go play abroad again so I went to I had a contact because national team coach was uh, um, an A1 coach in Sicily in Priolo and he was always trying to get me to play with with his team and whatever so I called him I said okay like I'm ready to come and play I went back I I played for one year and I like did I play for a year for a summer I think I like was trying to get back into shape because um, the level in England is very very different. different and I played university basketball so it's even more different um, but then I went to Sicily and I had a totally different uh, mindset because I said okay I was so unhappy because of the situation of me not being able to speak or of people making fun of me. I'm older, I don't care if people are gonna make fun of me. Like, it's normal, get used to it. I'm just gonna go and speak as much as I can and like, but be myself. It? And then I, I loved it. I only came back because I got fed up of the whole, uh, like you wait for the pay of the, and they were a bit late with payments. Did you really, how long was it in Sicily? I spent another two years. And I love Sicily. It's That's like, good enough. Uh -huh. That's right? uh -huh. I spent seven years abroad in total. Illalo. And I always said I'd live abroad and now I'm back and I'd never move. basketball. Then I came back, continued playing, of course. Um, the minute you decided to stop basketball so unfortunately it was injury related okay um even now to this day i'm pretty sure if i pick up a basketball and start playing i'm gonna want to to play because it's in me but um, my body doesn't really let me play at this point so when i came back i played basketball obviously and a few years later, I had like a little injury. I tore my meniscus. It was nothing serious, um, but it was right before national. And for me, national was like the holy grail. It's like what what you work for. Um, 
it's it's always really good fun and the coaching is different we get somebody from overseas to coach us to co- they used to they still mm-hmm. do but I'm just mm-hmm. not there mm-hmm. um, so it was always a great experience for me but I remember in training just a few weeks before the competition I I train I turn and all of a sudden I hear tick and I'm like okay I'll see you tomorrow I'm just gonna stop because I hurt whatever went home couldn't really walk um and then unfortunately I tore my meniscus it wasn't a big tear but I wanted to play and I'm a bit crazy with this stuff <laughs> so I remember the next day I was in the operating theater oh, and uh, I did the operation and I had like three weeks until the competition uh, and I did an arthroscopy again I'm pretty sure if I probably waited it wouldn't have needed surgery but I'm nuts so Mm -hmm. I decided okay that's what I need let's get back as fast as I can did my arthroscopy and three weeks later I was playing and it was one of the best uh, experiences I think in my basketball career Um, I'm not sure what competition it was they were all really good fun for me Um, but we won gold and we hadn't won for a while and I won MVP and I was I was worried that I wasn't even gonna get there so it was uh, quite crazy. Uh, and I had never won MVP before. So she I was like, mean. whoa, that's uh-huh. really cool. Um, uh-huh. That happened. Two years later, the same thing happened. But this time, I think because I, I was fine so quickly and I recovered so quickly, I think I really mistreated it. So I kept playing for a long time. Um, I, th- I think I decided to do the MRI really late. It was mm-hmm. it was quite bad at that point already. Like I had a lot of uh, lo- I, damage. I, I, damage. I operated. I thought that I'd be back. I had like six weeks this time before national. So I said, oh, loads of time or six or seven weeks. I'm going to be fine. Um, and I remember I came out of the operation and it was always like such a struggle. I was like, I don't remember feeling this all the time. Yeah. And after a few weeks, I remember everyone was like, it can't be, you're still feeling this pain. Like, it's like four weeks have passed. You need to train now. Otherwise, how are you going to go play? And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try. Like, for me, it's re- it's really difficult not to play. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm hurt or whatever. I enjoy it so much. I mean, I probably everybody does. But I find it very hard to say no. Like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I must have really been feeling pain if I didn't want to train, you know what I mean? Um, Anyway, so I rushed to get back, but I wasn't really good. And we went abroad. Um, I competed. I think I was fine in the first couple of games. In the third game, click again. And then I kept playing with painkillers, kept playing. Uh, I remember in the last game... We were playing for bronze, and I'm like, coach, I can't play. I remember telling him, I'm so bad, I can't, like, I I was getting electric shocks up my knee. I had all these bandages and knee sleeves and whatever. And and I'm like, I'm just going to sit down. So I sat down, I was watching everyone warm up, and I'm like, I can't do. So I stood up and played 40 minutes, like I played the whole game. I have, like, the videos up on YouTube or whatever, I'm just limping the whole game. (laughs) Um, uh-huh. And that was the end of my basketball career. Yes. Yes. Um, 
for sure <laughs> um, uh, it's really hard to stop if you're used to moving all the time it's like somebody's taking away your lunch all of a sudden um, so yes it's everybody's nightmare I guess anybody who is really into sports or really into fitness Dan il podcast ma kien xie kun possibli minair Well Bee's loyalty scheme spend 50 euro and receive 3 euro cash back or 400 bonus points spend 100 euro and choose between 7 euro cash back 1000 bonus points 3 packets of water or 5 bottles of soft drinks double points when purchasing Carrefour products download our loyalty app and redeem your points for vouchers and cash back find more price drops at Wellbee's supermarket Redelmar Frotti l-bahar b'toma unika għal-kull staġun f'kontenituri faċli biex jinfetħu. Redelmar Frotti l-bahar ta' kwalita superjuri għal-kull ħat. Variety is the spice of life. When it comes to cheese, we're all after quality, taste and variety. If it's cheese, it's Fjord di Vita. Why believe the hype when you can taste it? The Pepsi Taste Challenge is making its way to Malta. But can your taste buds handle it? There's only one way to find out. Take two sips from two mystery cups and tell us which one tastes better for you. Take the challenge and follow your taste. The Kolyosh Greek yogurt has a natural, gentle and creamy taste. It is a high-protein, refreshing snack. Kolyosh Authentic Greek Yogurt. Baroness is a low in fat, lactose free cheese, which is rich in calcium and natural milk protein. Baroness is made from Austrian pasteurized milk. Keeping you healthy, Baroness. Gulon, a selection of sugar free biscuits. taught me a lot in the sense I probably should have just bowed out from the start because I know that once I'm there I can't watch it unfold and me just be like okay I'm gonna sit down probably best I say okay I can't physically say no so I shouldn't come up I'm sorry but like how good is it um, I don't know if it happened again what I'd do because again it's, uh, I, I try to preach that to everybody um, but But think of tipo now you compete sometimes eh na dufu passat with teams enough to come my teammate they are different same thing i remember um last uh, six months ago we went up to a competition and one of my teammates got um had an injury um and he got injured in a small comp- uh, local competition before the competition like two maybe two three weeks maybe a little bit longer um and as soon as he got injured and partially tore whatever he tore I was like listen it's okay if you don't want to come like I understand like because if you come I know you're gonna try because this is how we are so like think about it if you don't want to come don't don't feel obliged just because I know exactly like the feeling what people are in fact we mm-hmm. started and then we had to stop luckily mm-hmm. it got to that point it didn't go further because if it did exactly. uh, 
it would have been the same situation. Interesting, yes, I'm going to talk about the emotions that we had to do with the emotions. How did you feel about CrossFit? CrossFit is so quite... I was already into CrossFit when I was uh, playing in Malta. Um, I started CrossFit. When it was at Taari, so it was so CrossFit. There was a CrossFit gym at the basketball stadium, and it was run by a friend of mine. And every day I used to come in, go to training, leave, come in. Like I used to pass by the door basically every day. And I remember, well, it was the owner of CrossFit 356 exactly. guy. And he used to, sometimes would be by the door and he'd be like, when are you going to start CrossFit? I'm like, soon, soon, and I continue. And then I remember going to him and I'm like, okay, like, hey, let's do this. Let, let's start. Let's see what it's about. And I had no idea what it was, was about. But I came from the semi-professional background or professional background of you go to the gym every morning and you go shoot. But the gym was very, very different. It was very bodybuilding style, not so functional. Um, we had our functional parts to it, but very different. I mean, CrossFit is different in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and when I started, I think straight away, it was like, okay, this makes so much sense. Wow. Um, because it's like, how am I going to lift weights and then all of a sudden be able to run and then jump on a box? Um, it feels very similar to the feeling of playing a sport. All of a sudden you're pushing and pulling and trying to um, use your strength by mm-hmm. grabbing the ball or whatever. And then all of a sudden the ball goes to the other side and you have to sprint. And then you're jumping for a rebound. It's very, very similar. Not everything, but... Um, so I was very attracted to uh, at least the conditioning part of CrossFit. I mean, it's the strength too, but... Mm-hmm. but Fantastic. Uh, oh. But did you coach, Then I started CrossFit. <laughs> then I start. I remember I had an opportunity to open a gym. And I opened the gym thinking I was just going to run it like an open gym. And then I spoke to another person who owns a gym, mm-hmm. um, um, Darren, mm-hmm. and he was like, you should do classes, like classes, is, you'll make a change with class. And I was like, okay. And it changed my, my uh, kind of vision. And I like opened a functional gym, I would say. But it was not made for CrossFit. It was like an apartment turned okay. <laughs> gym in a basement <laughs> in Parchment. <laughs> And luckily, then I got the opportunity to open in Taali. Um, it's on the community Gbira. And Sabiha Lishji, inti atleta, but it doesn't stop there. Inti naraki, at least. You take a lot of pride and joy in coaching others and seeing your community compete. For sure. For me, it's what did like... that give you, Eva? It's all about energy for me. So like when I go walk into the gym and there's like all this energy and everyone's having fun, laughing, smiling, jumping and um, slowly getting closer towards their goals. Um, I know that some people like focus on really small goals, but they're not seeing the big picture. Whilst you can take a step back and see like what it's about and why they're doing it and whatever. And me as a coach and me having coaches, gives us that opportunity to try and get people to love what we love and try and get them to try and get them to be better their best self at least in the areas which we can kind of like uh, 
influence, I guess. Exactly. exactly. Um, I'm not too fast about competition. For me, what competition gives me is goals. So I know that if one of my members are gonna is gonna join a competition, there for the next three months, I'm gonna see them more. I'm gonna have a bit more influence on their their life, I guess. Um, and I can kind of the more I see them, the more I can help them try and get to their goals. So. Uh, for me, energy is everything. Issa, you competing in a crossfit competition. I know they are not going to train. I'm going to go to the video because down. Lata the high rocks. Ma, inti, liti competi. Inti taigli ahi ena vera do piacir. Ma how do you deal with your nerves before? My colon. Okay, so it took me a long time to realize this but when i was younger and i played abroad i was i always had so much pressure in my head i had to be professional i had to sleep early wake up early um, get ready be perfect in in my uniform and i'm not like that i'm a bit of a walking mess um it took me ages to realize that somebody has to be like that to be prepared for their competition but other people need to pretend that they don't have anything and they need to just wake up last second and just like just arrive and and kind of forget ni da conta di vera tai bala hali kana competition okay meta jade by nigda se cash contra da kiss yes and i was crying dalet dalet e kinet ati compete ta jiveri mal next division at nigda jiveri al mema shi jiveri mal mal tai binet u dalet bil bil croc sec relax do by nigda se kat shi Għalt li għax kontet nara serie l-bira għansaj ċisima, għalt li għtex kemp Everybody I was walking to, and I had been up early, I had walked the dog and whatever was like, Chris, man, you're still asleep. Go wash your face, go do this. Every single person. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I spent about three hours crying. <laughs> so I'm fine, but I feel terrible. competition. How do you deal So it took me ages to realize that me as a person, I need to pretend I have nothing. And then when I arrive, if I'm a little bit nervous, if I'm in a team, I'm, I'm really nervous. It's very strange. Um, just because I feel like someone's with me and if it's not my day, it's going to be theirs. So that's how I deal with my, that's where my head goes. Mm-hmm. If I'm not okay on the day, they're going to pull, pull it out of the bag, even though sometimes it's synchro, I don't know how, but my head just tells mm-hmm. me that. Um, they'll help me get through it, kind of, and vice versa, obviously. Whilst if I'm alone, it's a bit scarier because it's an individual thing. But I know that whenever I'm nervous, I always just talk to myself and I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. And then I just look at people around me who are like my teammates, who I like see in the gym all the time, who are my members. And I'm like, okay, just get their energy because they'll be cheering and whatever and yeah. just change that energy. You're going to produce that energy. It's true. And I'm just like, okay, let's do it. And I just pump, pump myself up and I just go do it. Ah, fantastic. It's a basketball, basketball, crossfit. Ah, now Malta, we're still struggling a bit to make a name for ourselves abroad. Is it something genetic? Is it something in the, the, the way we train, the lack of opportunities? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, I think that we're super capable, whether we're from a tiny island or not. Um, I think that because we're an island, we're so competitive, like with anything, whether it's like 
competing me versus you at the gym, even though it's all about you and not about being mm-hmm. better than anybody else. But it's just how we're wired, whether it's one gym against the other. It's almost like a battle. I find it uh, a bit funny sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, we're just naturally really competitive. And I think it just boils down to us being so small and knowing so many people and whatever. So I think that we do quite well, to be honest. I don't think we do badly, considering how small we are Because and what, we're what not. Exactly. But we also want everything in our lives. <laughs> so so that's also a massive... Uh, I know me, myself, I want to be really good at CrossFit. I want to be the best coach that I can be. I want to do the business side of my business. I want to have a social life. I want to go out and party sometime. I mean, I guess that's a social life. I want to spend time with it's my family. What's I mean, Fiat Aha, for me, it's like CrossFit. You have to be an all-rounder. So you need to see what's important to you. But I think we, we live a pretty good life, and sometimes uh, we just need to realize that, and it's okay. If and be grateful. We're not first abroad, but... Even the fact that we're starting to compete abroad is a yeah, massive... Now we're starting, Vera. Thank you. Vera, had have been here. I'm going to ask you about the sports. I'm going to YouTube, SoundCloud, Grazie a tutti.